Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Eric Holtz. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Eric. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're, good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Well, first off, let's get started. And like, tell me a little bit about you. Like, What do you do? I'm a real estate agent here in Lansing, Michigan. Um, buy and sell homes, representing clients, and doing what I can to make people happy and get what they want. I like it. I like it. So when you were uh, when you were younger, is this what you had planned for your future? What did you have planned? Not at all. Um, I actually had four things I wanted to do when I was a kid. I wanted to be a Marine, a chef, for whatever reason, a Detroit cop. I grew up in the Lansing area, so about an hour and a half from Detroit. Don't know why, but Detroit cop. Um, and I also wanted to be a truck driver. And real estate was not on the list at not all. List. And but you're here. <laughs> but here I am, yeah. I accomplished three out of the four of those, and pretty sure you know my wife would say that Detroit cop is off the docket, and I'm getting a little bit old anyway, so I think I'm <laughs> three or four I'm good with. Yep. So. Okay. But that's nice. pretty good. That's well, pretty that's good. That's exciting. So you want to do those, and then you ventured off and kind of did almost all of them. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, three quarters of them, and then here found myself doing what I'm doing now and loving it. Yeah. So, so how'd you get into real estate? Like, how'd that come out? Uh, so when I was in the Marine Corps, my I lived in Japan, and at the time my sister was going to Michigan State, and you know we talked all the time. I was never the greatest student. Um, she got all the book smarts. She would agree and tell you that as well. But uh, when we talked, we talked a lot about real estate and investing, uh, retirement investing, as well as traditional investing. And it piqued my interest. And that's something we always talked about. And then living in Japan, which was phenomenal. Love the country. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, but everything, you jump on a train and go somewhere. Well, after the first few rides, you know, you get sick of looking at the, oh, it's the same scenery. Okay. So you got to do something. <laughs> and this is where I first started getting into audiobooks <clears throat> and real estate and investing were what piqued my interest. And a few years go by. And then my sister ended up getting her real estate license. And I kind of lived vicariously through her for you know a little under two years or so, I think is what she did it. And I'd call her constantly and ask, you know, questions that nobody cares about. Oh, you're getting ready for your open house? Well, what are you doing? Are you doing right. this? Learning like, all the tips and tricks. You know, I read, but hey, I thought like maybe you should bake some cookies so it smells like cookies and just all this, you know, <laughs> she's looking at me like, okay, thanks. <clears throat> and anyway, she ended up leaving the industry and uh, two years later, I was done truck driving is what I was doing then. And my wife encouraged me and she said, you know, we've got no reason why not. You might as well give it a shot now. Yeah. And so I dove in and that was it, you know, sink or swim. And five months later, she quit her job and sink or swim went in and that's what we both do full time. So now your wife does it as well? Yeah, she's my partner. <clears throat> um, and we run a team with Coldwell Banker, Hubble Briarwood. And, you know, she likes to say that we met in 2013 and she likes to pull out her list of her bucket list that she wrote in like 2007 and realtor was number two on that list. So oh, cool. <laughs> she just wants to make sure that, you know, when she was getting yeah. into it, she's like, people better know I'm not just following your, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. This was on here first. Yeah. This yeah. was here before I knew him. So that's funny, but yeah, absolutely love it. It's been great. And I've so been, with uh, your guys' team, is it just the two of you or do you guys have anybody else on your team? No, now? it's just the two of us right now. Okay. We have had in the past another agent, but currently it's just the two of of us and yeah. yeah do you plan nice. on expanding that at all that's definitely a goal yeah it's uh 
last year it was a goal and then COVID kind of did its thing on that and this year has been good but just hasn't happened yet so I it'll happen when it's supposed to and that's that's how we look at it we like to have everything in place and you know Mm -hmm. build the foundation rather than hiring people and getting them on and figuring out how am I going to pay these people what's happening here have that strong foundation so that's kind of the the way we're operating. Do you guys have an assistant that works with you guys? or We don't, actually. Okay. Um, I've tested virtual assistants in the past, mm-hmm. and but currently it's just us. And actually, she's had some health problems over the last year, so she's been staying home a lot more. And so I've actually been the one out on the road. But okay. it's been nice because yeah. she's able to handle a lot more of the paperwork and the scheduling and that kind of thing. All and so, uh, stuff, right? yeah, so <laughs> she's got to be home and she's doing that. So it's kind of spoiled me, but yeah, so it's been kind of a good system thus far. Nice. I know you mentioned cookies earlier at your open houses. Do you bake cookies? I do not actually. No? I, in culinary school, I hate baking. I absolutely okay. hate <laughs> baking. I went to culinary school and that was, yeah, it's too precise for me. I'm more of I'm more of the let me taste something. I'll throw a little this in, throw a little that in, you know, yeah. whatever. But baking, you know, real baking, not like Betty Crocker, a cup of this, an egg of that, you know, whatever, <laughs> is very precise, and that's not me. I like to uh, a little bit of that yep. and just kind of. So no, I do not bake. I don't. Okay, it'd be a good move. I gave my sister all that advice. You know, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, <laughs> but there are some other tricks, the coffee grounds and that kind of thing. So Ooh, avoids baking. That yeah, that makes it smell like home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, coffee grounds are a real, real nice, warm, welcoming scent. Yeah. But, and I don't even drink coffee. But who doesn't like the smell of coffee? There's, yeah. You know, not right? many. So. Nice. I like it. I like it. So. <laughs> You talked about um, COVID last year. Is there anything that's changed in your business since then, since we got the lockdown? Is there anything that's like a big change you've had? Um, It's made me more proficient on non-face-to-face. You know, I was always very, like with new buyers that, um, I always like having new buyer consultations, you know, and sitting down like this face-to-face and, you know, giving them the process and telling them, you know, here's what to expect. You know, we've got our 12 steps. Here's the 12 steps from day one until the day you get the keys in the hand. And, you know, it's made me more, my wife will tell you, I always drag those appointments out longer than they needed to be. Cause again, I like to talk. You gotta talk to them. You gotta build that relationship. So, um, I no longer do that because of COVID. I don't know. I'll probably get back to that in the future, I would imagine. But right now, no. Um, but it's helped. You know, everything is so electronic right now that it's not the only thing we're really doing in person is showings and, yeah. you know, the actual listing appointments, really. But so in that sense, it's been nice because it helped increase my proficiency uh, in those areas. Yeah. But otherwise, there haven't really been any lasting effects regarding you know, what I do on a day-to-day basis and whatnot. For um, those first appointment consultations that you guys um, were doing in person, then you kind of switched. Well, what were you doing when you switched? Was it just like a phone call yep. or a Zoom? Or? We would do phone call okay. or a Zoom or a FaceTime if that's what they chose. Yeah. Um, I found that that started to get, I don't want to say awkward, but maybe a little bit awkward, I guess. Yeah. Just because if I'm meeting somebody if I'm meeting somebody new and the first time we're meeting is Zoom or FaceTime or something, mm-hmm. you know, that can be kind of goofy because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not. <laughs> so I started doing more of uh, just the phone consults and then um, 
outdoors at the home. Hey, you know, we'll meet at one, two, three main street. And then afterwards we'll kind of go over everything that we talked about and kind of get to know them there. So it went from me having this, you know, one particular time where we kind of knocked it all out to then it was more kind of, okay, well, we just did this showing, you know, we got three showings and we'll spend, you know, five minutes at each talking. I'm kind of getting to know them, getting to know what they're liking. And of course, during the showings and whatnot, always, asking questions trying to figure out their likes and dislikes and which changes do you find that like when people originally talk to you like this is what i want in a house this is what i like and then you take them to that house and they're like i don't like that <laughs> kind of changes yeah, it's amazing because people think that they i think everybody does it they think they know exactly what they want yeah. and then they see something else like i don't want what i wanted what i, I don't wanted really yeah. you tell me you know <laughs> so yeah it's interesting because it, sometimes you just know you walk into a house that might not hit it and you know, it might not check those boxes and, you know, all of a sudden it does. It checks those boxes and you didn't even realize it. And so that's right. why I'm constantly asking those questions. And that's what I tell my clients, you know, listen, you know, Joe, like, I'm, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Because in my mind, I'm you know, thinking of all the other homes I've shown, the ones I've listed, you know, what I'm in, you know, something that's going to stand out. Oh, well, this one, you know, on the other side of town doesn't really fit what your what your criteria what was but it's yeah. kind of fitting what you're saying and what you're telling me why don't we go take a look at this and right. uh, sold a fair number like that and those are always you know those make you feel a little bit better like yeah good you know yeah. he didn't really know what he wanted or but she I but yeah. i kind of <laughs> knew after talking with him and that you know i think that's a big important piece rather than you know just what do you want? I want two bedrooms, one bath and right, one car garage. Like, okay. Well, here's every listing on the MLS. Let's, you know, you choose, let me know. And right. you know, <laughs> do you at least find that, that happens mostly with like first time home buyers when they're going in thinking they know what they want and then they kind of change it as you're walking them through the properties. Uh, yeah. I or kind of all the way. I around. think it's kind of across the board to yeah. be honest, because the first time home buyers, I found that a lot of them can be more flexible if it meets, you know, there's something that is key for them, whether it's location or a fenced in yard for the dog, or I've never had a garage. I want an attached garage. Even then I don't even have to deal with the snow or the rain or, you know, um, older, uh, clients that are looking to downsize. I think that they're a little bit more difficult to know exactly what they want because they don't really know, you know, if you're going from a three or 4,000 square foot house and all of a sudden we're looking at 1,200, 1,500 foot condos or single family homes, you know, there's a big difference and they don't necessarily know because it might've been 30, 40 years since they were in something like that. And so, yeah, so I think it's kind of across the board for yeah, what people are, the second homeowner, you know, people buying their second home, I think they're a little bit more firm on knowing what they are looking what for. they, yeah. you know, for instance, my wife and I, we live in a two story now and we know we will not live in another two story. I've got more criteria as well. You know, that's just <laughs> my knees give me trouble. She's got issues. We've got dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, so bulldogs aren't exactly the best at going up and down the stairs, especially as they get older and we've got three yeah. of them. So okay. that's part of, you know, but when you first got started into real estate, I know you kind of had different positions leading up to this. Is there any advice that you got along the line or along the way that kind of just helped you through those first couple of years in real estate? So two things that my dad always said to me when I was younger. Um, the first one was 
he who speaks the most usually knows the least. Meaning, you know, you walk into a crowded room and the loudest guy or, you know, whoever, or girl um, talking, a lot of times they're BSers, you know, or they're, you know, the expert on everything or whatever. And, you know, so it's kind of keep, keep quiet, analyze the room, see what's going on. Um, but then the other piece of that is know enough to know that you don't know. And okay. he wasn't telling me hey, you're an idiot, it was know that when you walk into that room, you can learn from everybody. And no matter what, even if you're an expert on something, they're experts on something else. So you might as well shut up and learn from them and listen. And that's helped me quite a bit, Um, especially being a new guy. I mean, I my coworkers will tell you I talk a lot. So that probably sounds kind of ironic that I'm sitting here (laughs) saying, you know, he who speaks the most knows the least. I guess that you know, they're probably thinking, yeah, it's you, but <laughs> they, they will agree that when I'm, it's a different situation or, you know, when I'm comfortable, it's one thing, but walking into a new area or walking into a meeting or anything like that, seminars or anything, it's always just, feel the space. yeah, I out. turn into yeah. my in-laws thought that I didn't talk for a good year and a half. I mean, they just thought I was, my wife's like, you won't shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> just become like, taking it all in, analyzing the situation, seeing what's going on. Well, and I'm learning. Yeah. Now they'll probably tell you, yeah, he doesn't shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> so. How That's long funny. have you been in real estate? Uh, four years. Okay. Over the last four years, what is the worst property you think you've been to? Anyone that sticks out? Oh. And you've probably been in quite a few. Yeah, there's a. Or showing, or showing. Yeah, or showing that you've been to. Some of those are kind of sketchy sometimes. Depends. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple basements that even I been like hmm i'm gonna go down here but this is a little interesting where it looks like it you know you don't know Um, (laughs) yeah you know you've been in the houses with the smells it's amazing what people can get used to living in a house um there's only been one time that i didn't think i was going to be able to not gag and keep my you know and i just it was a bad situation um but i would say the worst was a farmhouse um showing a client a couple of years ago just out in the middle of a field and I don't even remember where it was but I can describe every room there was I came out of there and I kept having this itching and fleas just covering oh no like from my knee down and we were Fighting all you. just covered and yeah so that was I'd say that was probably the worst I mean structurally it wasn't too bad but walking out and covered in fleas and trying to make sure that I'm wiping myself <laughs> off enough before, before I get in my car and yeah. stripping down in my garage to make sure I don't bring those clothes into the house. And right, because you have dogs too. Yeah, but, so the last yeah. thing I wanted was, you know, bringing home fleas and like, yeah, so that was pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting. Yeah, but fighting you the whole time. Yeah, nothing, nothing terrible. I've never had the cops call on me. That's happened to a few agents that I know. I mean, there's been some... There's been some crazy stories that I've heard, but that's probably about the most that's extreme that I've had. Yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. I don't need to, you know, I'm not looking to, there. yeah, that's you know, walking into houses that have tenants and the tenants didn't know you were coming and somebody's in the you shower or something those. like that. Yeah. yeah, that's been, so yeah. good times. Always keeps you on your feet. Yeah, yep. you don't know what you're going to walk into. No, for sure. no, absolutely not. You have no idea. And appearances can be deceiving because it, you, know, you look on the outside and you're like, oh this is oh what what happened what happened, what happened? yeah 
Or sometimes you do get the opposite. I think it's more rare, but where the inside's meticulous and the outside is, just, whoa, what's going on out here? You guys don't go outside? Just spend all day cleaning in here? Okay. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. if you had to start over today, what would you do differently knowing all you know now? Like, how would you start out? Like, let's say you just had to go to move to another whole state. Yeah, how would start you start out? Mm. That's a tough one. It is. Everything you learn along the way is a process and it's a learning experience. So changing that. It is. Take away. And I have the advantage of, you know, my office is five miles from where I grew up. And oh, so, nice. you know, I have friends and family in the area and I know a fair number of people. And so that definitely helped me. Uh, my wife was from Northern Michigan. And so she kind of came in in that situation. Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, if I move to a new neighborhood and, you know, bought a house, if I'm in a neighborhood, I think, uh, or even an apartment for that matter, I think, I don't know, spend, you know, if I can afford it, you know, maybe get an ice cream truck or something like that. You know, and I walk around knocking on doors, hand out flyers. Hey, there's going to be an ice cream truck on Saturday from 12 yeah. to two or just whatever. And everybody. yeah. And just, you know, do that and try to make it, you know, so I'm there handing out cards and handing out, you know, I've done water bottles with my, you know, label on it with my name during neighborhood garage sales and stuff. And I'll, like, I gave those to the neighbors. Hey, here's a couple coolers, you know, hand these out to, you know, the people because it's hot and oh, nice. doing things like that. And that at least gives a first impression. So, you know, they might not be buying or selling anytime soon, but, you know, this business is so word of mouth and referral that at least that way you're on somebody's radar yeah. you know you get to know as many of those people as you can and offer you know offer them something hey ice cream on a hot yeah. you know hot day or whatever you know cold bottle of water during a garage sale you know if neighborhood garage sales are great because you know you can fill up a few coolers drop them off and people don't care hey here's a cooler just <laughs> hand you know waters to anybody have a water here's a couple cards if anybody want them i've never had anyone say no get your waters out of here you know i've never heard that so, tactic before and that's Kind of brilliant if you think about it just because everyone's going to want that water while they're there especially if it's a hot day absolutely and then your name's right on it absolutely like, what does this say this is yeah what is this <laughs> well and to be honest it's you know you might get some clients of you know maybe they're you know it's a neighborhood garage sale or whatever but maybe they're hosting because hey they're selling because they're gonna you know yeah. they're selling everything because they're gonna list their house in the spring or you know whatever the case right. may be so that definitely helps and you know just getting to know your people that are around you you know i think that's best rather than trying to that's right in your sweet spot i mean right, that's your focal point in life is where your home is and i'm literally closing on my next door neighbor's house next week it's gonna be sad to see them go but oh, that's, that's exciting, part of it you know i built that relationship and they asked me to list their house and it's been great but they you know they were one of them hey here's these this cooler full of water and like oh yeah great and <laughs> So, but I've never had anyone say, no, keep your waters. I don't want to hear about <laughs> it. And, you know, oh, what do you got? Why do you give out waters? And so it opens up that conversation. Yep. So that's, exactly. yeah, that's probably what I would, you know, water and ice cream, I guess, are the keys to <laughs> yeah. my business from what I'm saying. <laughs> I like to it. build that relationship. Yeah. Works. Sure. I know you mentioned earlier when you were living in Japan, the train rides. You mentioned you listened to the audiobooks or were you reading books on the trains or what were you kind audio of books, audio you know, books a lot of audio yeah. books and what kind of books were you listening to um anything real estate investing okay. um 
the four pillars of investing uh, or yeah, the four, four pillars of investing. That's one of my favorites. Um, my favorite book for agents that I think that I would recommend is called The Like Switch. And The Like Switch is by Jack Schaefer. And it just relates. It's very, you know, you come across all walks of life in this business. And I think that has helped me to excel as well because I can relate on some level, you know, if you're a white collar, super stuffy individual, you know, well, I cooked for the governor of Michigan, you know, I dealt with these people, like I can kind of relate to white collar. Now I'm a realtor and I, you know, wear collared shirts and all that. So I can relate, oh, you're blue collar. Well, I grew up next door. I always spent time on the dairy farm. I drove truck and I was in the Marine Corps. I mean, you're not getting much more blue collar than that. And so that's kind of helped me to relate to, you know, many individuals in all forms and the like switch that book. I think that definitely helps because it helped it, you know, talks about, I believe he was an FBI agent and you know, how to get things out of people. And I'm not saying it to get things out of people, but it helps you to, learn to communicate better and relate better to people and how to ask questions so that you can find out, you know, what they actually like in a house rather than just, Oh, you like the cabinets? Okay. that's it. <laughs> Oh, you like, Oh, stainless steel appliances. Okay. That's it. okay. Yeah. Cods, you know, whatever. And so it helps teach you how to learn those questions. And my wife and I've listened to that audio book at, at least half a dozen times, you know, falling asleep at night just having it on and i've listened to it in the car i don't know how many times but it's always new and you know fresh information yeah. not new but yeah, you're always picking up something different each time you yeah listen to it. exactly and that's part of you know that's part of why i like it so much and i think it'd be beneficial to reading it day one on the job or you know 30 days before the job whatever to help prepare because it's yeah. People are the key. I mean, if you don't get along with people, you're, this is not the industry to be in because all you're doing is dealing with people. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, and even when you're working, you're negotiating and again, you're dealing with people. So it's, it's you know, people business, obviously. Yeah. One last question before we go today I have for you. How did your first transaction go? How did that go for you? Was it smooth? Was it what you planned out to be or how did that go? Yeah, it was smooth. I Okay. I was... Ha yeah, I was really happy with it. My first uh, buyer, actually, two years later, became my fr uh, my first repeat client. So I bought and sold his, nice. that house, and he, that transaction went great. The first listing I had that was that was a little bit more of an adventure. Um, <laughs> I find myself doing things. You know, I'm yeah. It was a a lady had passed, and uh, her brother had called our office and we always have agents that are called floor time, you know, so to take those calls. And this guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, I'm, can you take this floor call? Like, yeah. Why? What's he's like, I'm not going to get along with this guy. He's like, wow. he's gruff. He's older. He's, I'm like, so why am I going to? He's like, well, he was a Marine. You were a Marine. He's like, hopefully. And we got along great. And, but he was, you know, it was a, it was one of those houses that, you know, I'm, yeah. So there was a, exactly yeah. there was a lot to do, but it but it went pretty smooth, and mm -hmm. uh, that was my first listing. And actually, I ended up uh, due to an open house on Fourth of July weekend, which this lady came in and I represented her. So my first sale, I was actual a dual agent, so I was on the buy and sell mm -hmm. side of that one. So it was a good, nice work. yeah, it was a good experience, and it was nice to 
Yeah. This is how it's done. I need yeah, like, yeah. this is like, this <laughs> is good. Yeah. Like oh, so these listings, okay. I could <laughs> I could do more of these. Do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's always the key, those listings. But yep. yeah. For sure. That's awesome. How can people get a hold of you? Um theholtsteam.com. It's uh the my last name is spelled H O L Z team T E A M, just how it sounds and or email the Holtz team at cb-hb.com as in Coldwell Banker, Hubble Briarwood. Awesome. So, I like it. Hey, thanks for coming on and sharing a story with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Hello? Hello? Are Hello? you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey, guys. We just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.